there's times where we can be like, no, God, I don't need you right now. I'm trying to get closer to you. Like, hold on. Like, I'm on my way. I'm trying to get closer. Hold on. God, I don't need your help. I'm trying to get closer to you here. You know? And he's like, what? I'm, I'm literally trying to help you get closer to me. And we're like, no, no, no. I got this. I'm getting closer to you. Wait. And that's, I feel, I find myself do that a lot. And it's an easy tendency, right? Because we're so used to in every other relationship, that transaction, like, I'm going to meet the goal. And it's like, we forget that, like, well, God is always the one that sends the invitation first. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. <laughs> uh, Keone, you didn't see it on this side, man, but we lost we lost video for a minute. We've just been struggling today. Yeah. The devil don't want us to talk today. The devil does not want us to talk today. Back for another episode, boys. We've been consistent. I'm pretty proud of us for 2022. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. We're doing it. Yeah, not How a bad start to the year. Good, good, good stuff. Um Trying to trying to get caught up on Keone's beard game. So there's the little viewers may be saying like what's is what's going on? Um, what's that sideburn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought I thought he wasn't into wearing masks. What's going on? Um, anyway, <laughs> how's it going in Cali, Keone? Uh It's hot all of a sudden. It just went from like 75 to like 93 in one day. Yeah. So we're starting. We're starting to feel uh, the classic winter to summer transition that uh, Central Valley loves to loves to pull off for us. So, but besides that, it's good. Yeah, it's the same over here. Yeah. I mean, it's really not different. They try to say Arizona is all this craziness, and it's like, dude, been to Modesto. Pretty it's much just two seasons. It's, it's a different heat, though. I will say, right? We were talking about this. Like their their ninety doesn't feel like the ninety we're used to in uh, in NorCal. Well, when you sweat like we do, ninety feels like ninety, no matter where you are. <laughs> for, for real, for real. <laughs> that's 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 real talk. I mean, this this uh, little light we got going on in front of me is it's coming on like the sun right now. So, uh, anyway, it's good to be back, boys. Good to be back. Um, and uh, for this inspiration, we're gonna kick it back to Meeks. Yeah. So for today's podcast, we're gonna be discussing. Me and Kelly are kind of talking about this, and um, I think we mentioned on a few podcasts, but we've always been obviously very much in the camp of trying to be uh more aesthetical and 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 really doing things in order to build our relationship uh with christ and and strengthen our faith and um obviously through exodus 90 and things like that and we try to continue fasting on wednesdays and fridays and just a lot of that a lot of those things to sort of deny ourselves and that's where we kind of view our relationship with christ in a lot of ways is through action and denying ourselves and a lot of those things where we felt like a lot of people, uh, good people, you know, better than us, always speak of this true relationship that they have with Christ that's like really in love. Like I was mm -hmm. listening to Father Calloway um, on Pints of the Aquinas with Matt Frad, and they're both discussing how during their conversion, they would just, they could just sit in the Adoration Chapel all day, you know, like you almost had to like take them out of the chapel and just how in love with they were with, with Jesus. And then I was talking to Keone, and I was like, dude, have you ever felt like that? Because it's pretty hard to get me in Adoration Chapel and actually sit there and things like that. And, and um, yeah, so it's really about just uh, struggling in that personal relationship with Christ. Because, um, you know, a lot of it, we talk about, you know, what it means to be a Catholic man and a lot of these kind of things. But we also want to be able to share some of our struggles and where we feel 
um, are some weak areas, which we all have them and will forever have them. But it was really just diving into the idea of like, yeah, I mean, you know, this personal relationship, I'm not really sure what it's like fully. I mean, in some ways, I think I'm better some days than I am in others, but I really hope to get to that point. But this is kind of just a discussion of, I don't know what it tastes like, I guess. <laughs> What's yeah, it's, you, it's, it's hard. I'm just, you know, reflecting on that conversation we had Meeks and like, it's something that I've seen. Um, and like you said, a lot of people who are much holier than I am, even um, like recent converts, right? They really don't have any interaction with uh, God, maybe prior to a, you know, some sort of conversion event or, you know, something. And it's just, they're, they're just awestruck. Right. And uh, here I am, a, a Catholic from birth, and just I, I can't resonate with that. And, and you know, I want to clarify, like, I think Meeks and I both have had moments where we're like, dude, that was God. Right. Or we've had like really um, amazing coincidences that weren't coincidences. And we're like, that's God. And, you know, and just feeling really in awe by how much God can move in our lives and the connections he made and all that. Um, but at the end of the day, like in my prayer, and if, like, like you said, Meeks, if I were to go into the chapel, like this, this uh, love in like the deep, like the deepest, almost like intimate silence and connection, that's been hard for me um, to like really just sit there and just almost allow myself to be held mm -hmm. by God as my father. Uh, it's more of like, uh, I'm sitting with them, like we're on good terms right now. Like, I, you know, I've been doing all right. And he's like kind of proud of me, but I feel like, but are you proud of me though? You know, and, and that's, that's been something I've grown in a lot, but still have, I think miles and miles to overcome is that uh, for me to open my heart for him as a father, because I, uh, I can often see him as, you know, the judge. You know, and I think when we're when we're dying to ourselves, we're doing these practices, we're trying to become saints. Um, there's that the temptation to earn it, earn that mm -hmm. title. You know, um, and so that's just something personally that I've been really struggling with, and that the the aspect of uh, the surrender first and then the action after, um, rather than vice versa. And I think oftentimes just the nature of I think how we grew up being very performance based. Uh, school-wise, you know, we were the straight-A students, you know, basketball-wise, whatever sport we were accomplishing, we wanted to make the all-star team, we wanted to win the championship, you know, we wanted to do what we needed to do, we wanted to travel, which meant winning tournaments, like, it was just very performance-based, and I feel like that's carried on to our faith life, um, and how, uh, you know, oftentimes I'm measuring my standing with God based on my current performance, so that's been a struggle of mine. Um, if I could clarify, too, before um pops goes I, i'm thinking in those into what you're talking about too where i don't know if i when i really think about it i don't know if i feel like oh this is what i need to do to earn love like you know when dad was like um hey you need your leadership and i'm like yeah i don't know it's zero period he's like yeah, it's either that or basketball i'm like sick yeah so so zero period sounds pretty good 7 a.m i gotta be there is that what it is and i don't think i was doing those things or basketball or taking all those ap classes to feel like i need to earn dad's love but it was more of a sense of like, no, this is your potential and what it, what you need to be doing as a man. So then do that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. All right. And so I just started doing those things, you know, if I'm doing two a days on my own, it wasn't to earn dad's love. It was more to be like, this is what expected. So if I see my dad going up and he's getting up at four to work out, why can't I or things like that? So I think when I'm thinking about my relationship with, 
with God. I don't see it as, oh, I need to do this in order to get the love. I think I'm like, this is what's necessary for me as a Catholic, as a practicing Christian, as someone who claims belief in God, that this is what I need to be doing. I think I just don't really think about the love part, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, I'm just like, what's man, what's love got to do with it? Like, I don't I don't know. And and that's the thing. I was, uh, I, I'll, I'll follow a couple of Protestants um, that are not really because of the faith part, but just I think they're cool. And then they're, they're uh, Protestants as well. And those people really love Jesus, man. They really do. They, they love their Bible. They wake up. They do that. And I was just talking to Ella. I was like, dude, we got to be like that. Like, we, we should be doing these journals and reading uh passages together and things like that you know we probably won't understand what's going on for a lot of it but like i i desire that sort of relationship and that intimacy i just don't really i don't know what it is i don't know if it's a weird cold-hearted part of me or something like that um and then i'll, I'll share this before i move on too uh i think me and kim are talking about in the same way with our lady uh looking at, at her as a as a mother it's super difficult for me and i don't know why i've been i've been playing the rosary pretty consistently for probably like a couple years now I'm still like, I, I love, I, you know, when people are saying, you know, how powerful the rosary is, I know it's my fault. Like, I'm not saying anything against it, but I'm just like, man, how long is it take for me to get there to where I really feel like, and I think a lot of it's obviously my own distraction. And when we're talking about adoration, you know, a lot of it's like, you just got to be able to sit there and then bring that part to it. And I think this little podcast is about well, the, the struggles that we feel and all that. So, yeah, I think couple of things to bring clarification because and, and it's more of a question than it is a statement but are we talking about that emotional feeling of a relationship so like when you guys described it is it because until you know i think we're we're kind of an intellectual family in the sense of like um or most of us are intellectual in the sense of like you know we there is a an intellectual conversion that we have right so we're, we're, we're critical thinkers and you know we have we we definitely are we can reason to truth and I mean, all of us as humans, but I think in our family, that's kind of been the, the general inclination. The, the difficult thing is we're not at least a handful of us here, at least us three um, aren't really about the feels so much, right? Like we, 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 we prefer the, the grind and we know like we're real followers, like, boom, what's it going to take? This is what we'll do. Let's go get after it. Right. And we don't make excuses. Um, and if we do, we shame ourselves into just doing it anyway, right? So it's like kind of one of those. So are we talking about the emotional feeling of a relationship with Christ? Mm -hmm. I would answer that when, when I'm talking about what Miko and I yearn for, it's not the, um, the like rudimentary, like, oh, I feel God here, right? I, I feel like that can be very uh, confusing and man easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. But what I think of is almost like, you know, we talk about the stages of prayer and there's that, the more unitive um, stage where it's almost like that, that wedding, that marital relationship with uh, Jesus, you know, and, and even our, our mother, that, that like intimate, like I can just rest in their arms mm. and like so close. And so not so much of like, you know, I feel it in my, in my heart and my soul. Like, no, I'm not talking about any of that. Um, but I think the, the part that, at least for myself, that's missing is that as far as God and my relationship, I know he loves me. I know he loves me. I know that no matter what I do, you know, he, he wants me back or he, he, he desires my holiness, my good and my heart more than I ever could be willing to give or want to give, he, you know, and he invites me all the time. Um, 
but there's almost like Miko, when you mentioned that cold heart, it, I, I, I kind of resonate with that. It's almost like I hear it, but I, I see it as like a mathematical equation. Like, yeah, I understand like A plus B equals C. Like I get that, but it doesn't like, oh my gosh, like he like wants my heart. Like he, he, he's, he loves me so much. He died for, you know, like that realization. And then like, just to be captivated by that mm -hmm. in a way that maybe not necessarily is pure emotional, but has an emotional component that leads to like, almost like a shift in the way I view the world and my relationship with God, who he is like being in touch more with his beauty. I don't know if that's making sense, but like not so much as like a purely, you know, touchy feeling like, Oh, he loves me. I feel so good. Like not that because I, I love the fact that we can reason the truth, right? Like true love is is based on knowledge of and, and mm -hmm. also action. Um, however, there's still that that gaze that you talk about when you look at your beloved. Yeah. I feel like that part is the missing piece. Um, on top of the you know the reason is great and the knowledge and the apologetics and the whatever are are obviously amazing because that's how you truly get to know God and His beauty and His complexity um, as much as we can on Earth. Um, but there's almost that like when you think about in heaven all you're doing is gazing at him yep. and like, that's all you need. And like, you know, people experience that to some extent here on earth. And I feel like I haven't even, I haven't even almost scratched the surface of the surface, you know? So I, that's kind of just been a missing piece that I've been wanting to like with mother Mary too. Just like, even just having a conversation with her throughout the day, like mother, like, thank you for this. Or like walk with me as I'm, you know, doing this event or I'm about to, talk to this client, whatever I'm doing in my day to day. Um, it, it's something that I think, you know, when you mentioned me, the idea of Mary, it, it almost helped me reflect on my relationships in general, spiritually. Like there's no saint that like I have a go-to saint. You know, there's some people like St. Padre Pio's like, that's my guy. Like we talk all the time and I pray to him and I feel so close to him. Like I don't even have any of that. Um, um you know, and so I'm wondering if it's 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 not just God. It's almost like the the relation, the spiritual relationship. There's some sort of barrier or cognitive like fence that I haven't been able to leap through to really uh, allow myself to just be uh, in 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 an intimate relationship with with our either our brothers and sisters in heaven or you know our our heavenly father or mother. Mm-hmm. No, and the, re and the reason why I ask, because I think I know how we're kind of all wired. And so I actually can relate to both of what you're saying. But to comment on kind of the um, the emotional piece, I, I think I, I shared this with with Meeks and, and I think it's told mom, but like Father Sergio at St. Anne's, Keonino, Father Sergio at St. Anne's, right? The uh, Spanish priest, the pastor. There was one mass where he was, um, I think it was like a daily mass if I'm not mistaken, but anyway, it's besides the point, but it was at the point of consecration and it was, it wasn't a Latin mass because, um, it was at one of the masses where it, it was just a normal novus ordo, but he prays all of his consecration prayers in Latin. And you know how they have the crucifix there so they can look up, you know, look to the crucifix when they're going through the consecration. Right. And during the consecration, he was in love with the Lord. So I, I saw like I was, you're watching his gaze into his beloved, like you're saying, right? So you can think about this when we think, when I think about your mom, when I think about you as kids, when I think about, um, you know, you guys and your, and your significant other, your spouses, you're talking about, there's that gaze, there's that oneness that's there that without any word spoken at all. 
right? This is how Father Sergio was with our Lord. Like it was at the consecration. He's looking at the crucifix. He's holding our, the, the, the precious body of our Lord. And the man is in love. <laughs> and, I, and I remember coming home and I remember saying in my heart and then coming home and, and vocalizing it to them. Like, I want faith like that. Like where you are just like, it's just him and our Lord. Like, sure, we're all there. We're witnessing to it, right? He's, he's stepping into the Holy of Holies on our behalf. But it's just like that. And I think we all can relate to having the, those types of experiences, but it's the everyday experience, right? And I can relate to you, Keone, because as, as broken as my childhood was, I feel very much like I had to merit love, right? I had to merit, like, if I wasn't doing well, if I wasn't performing well, if I wasn't valedictorian, if I wasn't president of the school, if I wasn't captain of the football team, if I wasn't getting accepted to West Point, then I'm not really much, right and so i I can i can definitely um uh, that that resonates with me and so and then a lot of what we do just to grind wise is just like well no i uh, you want to lose weight stop eating fat fat guy right (laughs) you know you want to work out you know what i mean push the plate away you know what i mean or or whatever it is like that's kind of how we've operated like we don't make excuses in the house and so we're used to the grind and so some of it is like but then we, we become a little bit sterile a little bit cold um, it doesn't mean we're not open. Like we sit there in adoration. We all spend time in adoration. We all pray the daily rosary. We all, we all, you know, uh, whether it's literally the hour, hours or whatever it may be, but it's kind of like reaching out to the listeners to be able to say like, we're striving for holiness just like you. And we struggle. We struggle with that relationship. Um, we struggle with like, God, are you really there? And then sometimes it's transactional, right? It's unfortunate to be like, it's very transactional. Hey, bless Mama Mary. I need you to work on this for me. Hey, guardian angel, I need you to work on that for me. And then, then we just start spewing out little petitions. I mean, of course, I'm being a, a little bit um, facetious in that sense where we're not just doing that, but it's just like, I, I need your help, right? Uh, St. Joseph County, like being our patron saint, I mean, really patron saint for all of us men, but having that as a, page, a confirmation saint, but like struggling with that relationship, struggling relationship with a guardian angel, struggling relationship. With, so yeah, I think there is something to be said uh, for all of us to be like, yeah, we struggle with that sometimes. Some, some, um, enter into that relationship a lot easier than others, but I think that's kind of what we were trying to hit on, right, Mix? Yeah. Uh, when you were saying that uh, the intellectual piece, uh, for me in my journey, it was like I'd already been to you know big conferences and stuff, but what I really tried to make changes in my life is when I finally understood everything. Mm. It wasn't when I had gone through these retreats or things and it was like this uh super spiritual high it was when okay i i can see it all now i understand where everything's coming i understand the church position on this i understand what i need to do now so then i just go and do it and yeah to your point i don't think it's really an emotional issue um yeah i can't really figure it out i think you know i'm even thinking about just prayer in general where i think it's hard to navigate like especially people who are um, haven't been practicing the faith for a long time, right? So, like, people that we try to go to, the the audience that we're trying to talk to, it's like, how do you really sit and pray? Because I, even I'm like, okay, um, when I'm, like, saying my own petitions for the rosary, like, I usually have the same ones that I do. And I'm like, uh, is there, like, a certain limit to how many intentions I should have? Or, like, <laughs> can I really just throw all of them out there? And if I do it every day, like, should I be switching it up? A lot of times I'm praying for my, you know, us our family things like that marriage and and the ministry and i'm like well maybe i should start you know spreading some to to you know people outside of the world uh, the poor the the homeless those things I, I think i struggle with a lot of that stuff it's just like i don't because i i think it's I this idea that we all we need structure you yeah. know three of us so it's like this is i, I don't really want to 
I don't really want to feel my way through anything. I just want you to just let me know what I need to do. You know, yeah. give me the foundation, like what's right and what's wrong. Okay. I just want to do what's right and then figure that out. You know, so it's yeah. hard for me to, I guess, feel my way through prayer and that kind of stuff. And I also, I guess I would want to clarify, like, yeah, when I'm in the chapel, I feel a sense of peace and, and absolute reverence. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm missing is this like super in love feeling. And I think that just might be, maybe it's just, uh, uh, a temperament of mine you know like yep. not never really feeling like a super in love not that you know obviously with all the things are different you know a girl can do that to you for sure <laughs> um but i don't know i think just in the yeah I, I guess you know i remember watching a lot of montel fish videos when he really just do kind of these vlog settings where he talked about what he was showing with at the time you know good old days when montel fish would do that and i remember him just you know waking up like he'd say he'd wake up at like five or six and he'd just go on a walk and then it was just he just in a conversation with 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 God at that point, and I guess there's a certain level of me that maybe feels like ah I don't know if that's enough. Like personally, I don't know if that's enough to go and just have a conversation. I feel like it's more. I feel like I get more. Maybe it's a it's like a pride thing that maybe I get more out of it, or I'm doing more if I go to the Latin Missal and I look at their morning prayers and I do that. And I'm like ah that's how you start your day right there. You know, yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. know what that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what I'm. Where, where that's going on in my head but that's how i feel with a lot of things of like sometimes it's more i feel like it's more efficacious for me to go and read some of these prayers that are really good from the saints than to just sit there and talk to god so yeah i don't i don't know if that's a, <laughs> that's a necessarily a right or wrong thing but that's how i tend to feel a lot of times like i would rather go and pray the saint thomas aquinas prayer after after receiving the eucharist than do this thing where i'm like trying to figure out okay like what's a good prayer right now for me to say after this and like i don't know it's a weird thing i don't know if i'm explaining it well but that's kind of how i feel it's like a yeah i think one of that struggle is and i don't think it's an either or i think it's a both and as usual as as a catholic right because sometimes i think we overthink things right and sometimes we try to we try to uh, articulate and words can't really come to our mind so the prayers of the church especially by some of the great saints um speak to what your heart is feeling or speak to what where you are at that moment and so i i think it's a, and that's the thing like even with you know when people uh, especially those who are outside of the church don't understand the the rosary you know protestants in particular they think it's repetitious prayer which it is but it helps you get into that meditative state where what you're meditating on the mysteries of the passion death resurrection of our lord and so the whole point is that it's a vehicle into a deeper meditation of the lord's uh, you know great mysteries of which we now conform ourselves to through the praying of the rosary so it, i think it's an either or i hear what you're saying because i think some and i do both i mean there's you know what you would call ejaculatory prayers in the sense of just like hey you know i'm praying you know lord have mercy on me a sinner or lord help me you know give me the words as i go into this meeting or you know give me the grace and wisdom that i'm going to need um as i you know try to present on this topic but i i think it, it, i hear what you're saying completely um, it, it may be and temperament thing. So I was going to throw that at you, County. W- what are your thoughts? Because we we have all obviously know our temperaments. So how much of this is just about our temperaments, right? The way that we mm-hmm. our love language is, or even just like our mm-hmm. conditioning, right? Part of this, yeah. me, me as your father, in both those cases, you just described two different experiences, right? Where you're like, well, no, I, I'm not feeling like I had to win dad's love, but perhaps County on his side is like, nah, and you know, there's this pressure, and if I didn't do X. Could that be a father issue too, right? Or relationship mm-hmm. specifically? Yeah, you know, 
I don't I don't know if it was and it's kind of speaking to me because I don't know if it was if I don't get an A then that means I'm not loved I don't know if it went that far I think mm-hmm. I knew that you guys love me no matter what but the value um, that the emphasis that we put on that goal then I didn't meet that goal so I think mm-hmm. what it was is I failed that mission I don't think it went as far as for me to question my identity but maybe my identity lied in achieving that mission, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And right, so I tackle that issue, and then you move on. And if you didn't, well, you failed that mission, that that mission, and it, and you, it sucks, and you, you kind of hold on to it. But then you go on to the next mission, and it's very, like you said, transactional, almost robotic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what it is with God. I never, I don't necessarily doubt that He loves me, but like that felt sense. I can beat myself up. I messed up. What's going on? And then you're eager to get back on the grind, so you can feel that sense of accomplishment again. And so when I'm thinking of my temperament in my love language, words of affirmation, which you don't really get from God. I mean, you read the scripture and everything, but like, I almost like, I want to hear, right. I like seek it out like mm-hmm. for him to like, I'm proud of you. You are doing everything you need. Like, it's almost like I have to pause for a second. And when I think of my temperament being a melancholic, I'm very critical. Right. And so kind of what Meeks was saying, like I can be praying and what, something that I've been really focusing on is like, accepting where I'm at right now in my disposition, right? So if I'm praying, even though maybe on paper, the prayer after the, like prayer after I receive uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas is like objectively more full and holy than I could ever come up with, my disposition lies first with my own heart. And I think I have to trust in the fact that God will lead me to that prayer to St. Thomas Aquinas when I'm more disposed as an avenue um, almost like to be a vehicle of his grace, like to just transform me. Like, and I, and I feel like, for example, once I found out the Latin mass, right. I'm like, and I hear father Ripperger talk about like how the Latin language is objectively more holy because it's tied to the cross as mm-hmm. in, in comparison to English. Right. So I'm like diving in, right. We, we, us being very, you know, we want to be the best. We're like, let's go to the holiest language. And I go back and forth. I still pray the, the rosary in Latin, mostly. But there's times where I'm like, I just want to pray in English. And I have to almost shut up that part of me. When we talk about parts, that's like, well, that's not the holiest. Well, now you're not. You know, now you feel back. Well, you're just, you're just doing like the English version. Like, are you really growing? And I have to like pause myself in that and be like, no, 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 no. If I allow myself to just be, and my intention is to love and serve God authentically, well, God will lead me to love the Latin for God's sake, not for a mission's sake, not for a, it's, it's the holiest language on paper's sake, but because it truly praises him the way he deserves to be praised. And I have to be patient to reach that goal when he wants me to reach it. Not when I think I need to be a certain way. And that's been a huge kind of shift as I'm um, trying to progress in my spiritual life is like, there's going to be moments where you're on fire and you're like, let's do it. And there's going to be moments where you're not. And that's the humility to be like, you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And like, and I feel like the more I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to trust that even if this prayer is like haphazard and it's lazy, that I'm going to do it anyway, trusting that you're going to make it better tomorrow because I'm surrendering and I'm going to be, I'm going to be open to your grace. So that's, that's one thing I wanted to point out. The other thing, just back as we rewind back to your third father Sergio experience, mm-hmm. I see that most recently with Gianna. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding my daughter, right? And I'm putting her to bed. Or she's kind of playing with her toys while I'm like right behind her. 
And I feel this just like, oh my gosh, this is like the most beautiful thing ever. Like, I just love her so much. I literally want to eat her, right? It's just like, she's, it, it's this awe. It's why, like, I feel that, I feel that connection, like, I, to a crazy extent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that with Michelle, my wife, as well. And, but like to transfer that to God, it's almost like, well, I can think of a picture that's kind of cool. Or I can think of Jesus on the cross or like the, the divine mercy Jesus. Like I can think of that, but, it, but like to look at the, that painting or to envision him in my mind and to have that same reaction seems so far-fetched to me that I'm wanting to translate that love and awe. And I know my love for Gianna is just a, a mirroring of God, right? It's like I'm seeing him in her. And I know that here. But to like, you know, just to get there is, is you know, I, I, and I don't really know what to make of that. I think it's just the nature of, like you said, there's going to be a temperamental barriers. There's going to be my own wounds and bad habits and just my growth and my prayer life. But um, I think we're recognizing, you know, at least for me, like the patience in the, in, in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that the thing about it, too, is allowing and I and I think St. Thomas Aquinas was big on this, right, that it's it's about it's being steady through the faith so if we only are faithful on the highs and on the lows what happens when we experience the spiritual dryness what happens when we don't get anything right so we're not when you're at the bottom cool it's easy to cry out from the belly of that place when you're in a spiritual high and you are feeling the consolation and the comfort and the love of the father embracing you as a, as a, a beloved child oh it's really easy to be there but what happens when you don't when we're talking about because i think this is what's important for our listeners out there is that um, even with your best intentions and your best fought effort, you're going to run into the issues that we run into because we're human. We're broken. We're wounded. We got blind spots, all of these things. And so some people will tend to tap out because we'll see, I've been doing this Catholic thing for six months now. And I don't got, I don't got it. Like Keone's got it right. They, everyone um, has these assumptions because you're on a podcast that's called Pre Prophet King, or because you go to daily mass, or because man, you you know the rosary and you know it in Latin, you must be a super holy person. It's like, no, nah, I strive to be holy, right? And and then they think, well, you probably don't struggle with your relationship with Christ. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're sinful creatures, of course we do. What about you, Mix? What else you got to say on this? Yeah, um, it's funny. I was just watching uh, Father Mike Schmidt's video on prayer. And he was talking about how when he was like uh, reading the saints, I forgot which one it was specifically, um, but he was saying that it might have been Saint Faustina, maybe. But he was saying that um, they, how she was saying, whatever, whichever one it was, um, she would say that hours felt like minutes in prayer. And then he was like, "Well, <laughs> well why is it for me feel why minutes feel like hours? You know, and like, am I doing this wrong?" And yeah. I think there's a lot of like, yeah, like we say, everything's always both and. There's never like one way or another. But I think personally in my, so this might be a, a good solution, but also me trying to fix the problem by uh, using the problem again. So I'm like, okay, so I'm struggling with a personal relationship. So let me read about people who, you know, let me read more about how to get that, like that whole thing of I need structure. So then I started reading uh, St. Francis de Sales' Introduction to De uh, Devout Life, right? Yep. Yep. Great book. And, um, yeah, cause I also like things that really like, you know, punch me in the face a little bit. Cause yeah. then it's like, then I'm like, oh, I got something out of that. It's just over. I don't know. Dude, I'm an addict or something. I got an issue where it's like, I just need to be punched and like, yeah, that's how we get going. Um, and so I was reading that and I'm like, great. And then he has reflections too. I'm like, sick, dude, this is all I need. And then it's like, well, maybe actually what you should do is just not use anything. 
and just sit there for a little bit. So there's both, right? But then I'm like, you know, I'm like thinking about, oh, how am I going to overcome this issue? Oh, wait, let me read something that's actually the issue of what I'm doing. And then, you know what I mean? Read a prayer. But, but I complain about not being able to, you know, say a prayer or whatever it is. And, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of both. Whereas, like, because my, my idea is that, okay, I'm always reading for knowledge or listening for knowledge. Maybe I should try to follow the life of a, of a saint or something like that more closely. Not that you shouldn't try to strive for certain knowledge so that you're better equipped and things like that, because that's a lot of how I started to practice my faith more was through knowledge. Oh, okay, I understand. Um, so that's something that I've been trying. To, I'm, try, I'm trying to have a balance where it's like, because I'll be in bed like, oh my gosh, I didn't read something like classic, dude. What an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, of course, I'm not reading. My brain's rotting. I keep watching these YouTube videos and all this kind of stuff. And so there's got to be a certain level, I think, of like, just be still. And then I think a lot of it, a big point is that you're just going to have to fight through a lot of times when you're just distracted. Like, silence yourself and practicing. Yeah, you're going to be distracted probably, probably for a very long time, right? Like, I, um, because of my nature, um, I'll just read, like, three pages of a book and then pick up another book, three pages, and six months go by, then I'll finish the first chapter, and I'll just do that. So I've been about a year of, uh, of Cardinal Seurat's uh, Power of Silence. You can check, actually. I'm, I'm sure the first time I mentioned it, because <laughs> I had a attachment episode, I think, or whatever, I was talking about it, and that was probably, like, a year ago. So I'm not done yet, but I still kind of, you know what I mean, chip away at it. But a lot of times he's just saying, like, it just, it's hard, but you're going to have to sit and fight through that silence. Yeah. So I try to do that on car rides or certain issues where I'm just like, dude, don't pick up anything. Don't listen to anything. You just sit there. And then, you know, next thing I know, like 10 minutes goes by and I'm in all these weird places in my mind and stuff like that. So I think some of it too is like, you know, for people who are struggling with the same thing, um, I think maybe we all just have to kind of sit there and just, just learn how to deal with it. Like learn how to deal with silence into a point where you can hear God. Cause that's going to be, a, I think a bigger issue. I'm not sure if I'll ever have, you know, super, hard eye emojis um you know in the nearest future when i'm at adoration but at least at the very sense if i can commit to being silent and, and not distracting myself i can at least hear him right yeah maybe i'm not gonna you know what i mean maybe i'm not gonna be um in that emotional lovey stage of it i hope to be you know one day but um maybe you know my next step is just like can you not think about every random thing that's ever happened in your life you know can you just sit there and, and try to focus and uh, it's a brutal, it's a brutal thing to go through, but it's definitely necessary. And I think when you sit in the chapel, that's when you realize how much you distract yourself with. Like, dude, why the hell is this song in my head right now? It's like not the time for this song to be in my head or whatever it is. You know, you're like classic. Like, why am I thinking about a good trade for the Heat and the Cavs? Like, what am I doing right now? I'm in the chapel. I don't need to think about what they could add to win the championship. This just doesn't make sense at this moment. But that's just the kind of stuff you do. And you're like realizing, and then that's when you sit and you're like, wow, I really do just stuff my head with a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Like, why do I know where every college basketball went to, I mean, every basketball player went to college? It's just, it's not that necessary, but I do know it. So then, you know, you sit in the chapel, you're like, yeah, Shane Battier did go to Duke. You know, just random things like that. Um, yeah, and I think what I'm doing right now is like just going through <laughs> talking out loud like I do in <laughs> chapel. So you guys take it away. Yeah, dude. Well, I was, I was just, just going to say, you know, I think, as I've been, uh, I think, hopefully growing in my faith, it's been a balance between staying structured because structure allows for virtue, right? I mean, you're building virtuous habits through structure, and I think there's a blessing in that. But also, and this is, the, like you said, the beauty of the both and in the Catholic Church, but also an openness for God to work through that structure, right? So, like, the classic example is, like, well, 
what happens if, you know, Gianna's having a, a rough time and that structure gets kind of shifted and I have to be attentive to her? Do I lose my peace because of the structure? Or do I understand that my duty as a father is to serve Gianna and I'm praising God and glorify him through that? And like, how much am, am I open to whatever's at, at play and whether the Holy Spirit's guiding me right then and there? And that's been something that I've been like, really trying to maintain because at the end of the day you know all of us we're gonna like try to do the best and, and do the in the best way right and i think there's times where we can be like no god i don't need you right now i'm trying to get closer to you like hold on like i'm on my way i'm trying to get closer hold on god i don't need your help i'm trying to get closer to you here you know and he's like what i'm, I'm literally trying to help you get closer to me and we're like no 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 i got this i'm getting closer to you wait and that's i film i find myself do that a lot and it's an easy tendency right because we're so used to in every other relationship that transaction like i'm gonna meet the goal and it's like we forget that like well god is always the one that sends the invitation first and i have to almost like okay trusting like maybe i'm not ready for this or maybe right now is not the right time or maybe i'm not fully disposed to be all in during this examination of conscious i'm gonna be distracted i'm not gonna be super complete and thorough because I'm broken. I'm just not there and accept that. And that's more of a need for God to be um, the center, more of a need for him to take over because yeah, you're going to realize that you're broken. I mean, that's one of the, the stages. And like after your, I think it was the first, when you're after the meditative stay in, in prayer, you're like, then you realize that like, you no longer can do anything on your own. Like you've reached that amount and now it's all God. And I think that's, you know, to a certain extent, we're experiencing that. And like, you can only do so much. You know, and to the point where you surrender, uh, that's the extent that you'll actually, actually have that, that potential to have that union with him. Yeah, you're talking, you know, about the kind of the whole unitive experience. And most of the time we're probably spending in the purgative, right? Like we're just constantly chipping away at all the distractions. Um, you know, I spend a good portion. I'm a holy hour tomorrow morning, three o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> cause you know, that's just how your dad rolls sometimes, um, and you know it's a fight sometimes to be one one structured hey i got all these petitions i'm taking on i got my family to pray for i got my rosary i got to do my liturgy of the hours my divine mercy chaplet and then i got the struggle of why can't i just sit here and just be with you and then i had the fight with myself right why can't I, you're right here right in front of me why can't you just shut your mouth and just listen to god right so it's that internal fight of just like dish, dish, dish. <laughs> Like, hold on you? hold on god uh, hold on god i'm arguing with myself yeah, wait a second exactly. yeah. yeah i'll get back yeah. to you in a second but i'm gonna argue about myself uh for five minutes because i'm not giving you attention so just give me one second i'm gonna argue with myself yeah for sure right so that's i think it's like you know trying to encourage our listeners too that man you just gotta that the thing about being a saint is that you strive for holiness and striving means it's like a vigorous like if you really looked up the the de definition it's a vigorous opposition towards you know something else right so striving doesn't mean we just kind of sit there half-hearted right striving actually means like we're fighting tooth and nail to get to grow in virtue and to grow in holiness so sometimes it's going to feel like an absolute war just to sit there for 10 minutes of silence you know um and, and i don't think it's far-fetched like we're sharing this with you just to be vulnerable to encourage you but don't think it's so far off to be able to sit and love an hour of adoration. Because I'll tell you what, the silence before the Lord is the best silence that you'll ever have. You know, um, it's just not always going to feel like that, right? It's not always going to be easy. And so just want to encourage the listeners out there that, you know, we share this with you to show you that when we're human, we're struggling just like you are, but we strive 
to be better. We strive to be better Catholics and to be faithful sons and, uh, well, I guess for us, just sons of, of God. I was going to say sons and daughters, but that would be awkward in this context. So, yeah, Well, that's one of you have something to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless there's uh, any secrets you guys want to let out. So, so Meek's parting words. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because when Keone was kind of saying about, you know, surrendering, just giving what you have, I feel like um, you can like read that in like either like, you know, St. Paul's writings or like different saints lives where they're just like, give it. But then you're like, dude, you just said like the most poetical, like poetic thing I've ever heard in my life. And then you're just like, ah, I'm just nothing, man. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pray. It's like you just literally invented six prayers that I say every single day or whatever. So I think that's funny, too, because sometimes I'm like here, you hear the saints to talk about like, um, you know, how, how low or dumb I am. And I don't know anything. I give it all. I'm yeah. like, dude, you do even know. And like, you know, what, what I'm going through or whatever it is, like, I don't have no clue. Um, no, but I guess my parting words are, um, man, learn how to just sit. I guess we're just trying to learn how to sit in, um, in silence. Really. I think that's, a, I think that's a big key. I think in all of this, I don't think, I think that, I think books and all this kind of stuff helps and knowledge. Um, but I don't think that's really where I'm struggling at in my, <laughs> my personal life. I think I'm always <laughs> striving for those things. What I probably need to strive for is just like, chill out, dude. Um, and uh, my other parting words would have to be um, this This other, <laughs> man, I had this crazy reflection um, in adoration the other day. And I was sitting there, I was like, dang, dude, <laughs> if if only, oh, God was talking to me, right? And he was, he was telling me, um, yeah, you know, this issue, it's not an issue that you have, but I see it in other people. I'm like, that's weird how God would tell me other people's problems, right? Like, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense at all. So anyways, he was telling me other people's problems. He was like, the thing is, though, they just, they don't like when you tell them to like the video. They don't subscribe when you tell them to subscribe. They're not really following the Instagram or sharing anything. And I was like, yeah, it's so true, God. I, you know what I mean? Like, I've been trying to say the same thing. And so it can't even be an adoration. I don't know if, you know, it's not church approved or anything. So don't, let's not get crazy about it. But uh, I just got that not, out there. It's not like Our Lady of Turlock or anything. Yeah, like no, I'm going to throw that out to you guys. But I also do want to say, we've been consistent. We're going to keep being consistent. I have more interviews on the way as well. Um, I think my dad's going to interview me and Keone have a fun video in the works and, uh, we also are, are starting a new series soon as well on the podcast. So things are getting yeah. fun. Um, you guys got to keep supporting. Um, let's, let's, let's get some more petitions for my recent apparition and maybe we get that thing church approved. Uh, our lady of Chan, I mean, uh, our father of Chan, I don't know what we're going to call it, but we'll work on it together. Everybody in the comments, <laughs> Keone, what you got to say? I mean, how do you follow that? I mean, <laughs> I guess, you know, my, my only parting words is to, like you said, Pop, strive for holiness, but rest where you're at at the same time. And I think that's a, a very delicate battle because um, we often try to drag ourselves to holiness and, and it's God who walks with us that way. Um, and, and so just resting where you're at in humility, um, but continue that strive as he, as he guides you uh, and not self-driven. So that's my my parting words for all the listeners and for myself absolutely absolutely i think to end on one of the quotes that we love is exodus 14 14 right it's the lord will fight for you all you have to do is stand still so instead of trying to right white knuckle your way to holiness allow the lord to work through you with you and in you and we appreciate you joining us on this episode know that we're human just like you and we're striving for holiness so you know how we do it get holy or die trying god's peace <laughs>